The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Two minutes to go. Illinois 71, Michigan State 68. Out top is Io. Long, long three. Got another one. He got another one. Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for Fighting Illini basketball. Right corner, three block by Aaron Jordan. Picked up by Georgie Mishanesvili. Oh, what a play by Aaron Jordan. Williams to Georgie at the free throw line, drive, down the lane, and slams it in. With three, gonna have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. Oh, he got it! He got it! And that's gonna end the half, and listen to the roar! Now, from our Illini Game Day studios in Champaign, here's your host, Scott Beatty. And good evening, I'm Michael Kaiser in for Scott Beatty tonight alongside Lauren Tate getting you set for game number two for the Illini up at the Big Ten Tournament in Chicago trying to keep their season alive are the Illini taking on the Hawkeyes. We'll break down the game for you tonight. I remember the game in Iowa City just a few weeks ago. Illinois did not fare very well against Iowa then. Iowa caught fire. Hit three after three all afternoon long on that Sunday. The Illini trying to avenge that loss. Illinois comes to this game 12-20 on the season, 7-13 of the Big Ten. Iowa 21-10, 10-10 in conference play. And this is the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show, Fighting Illini Game Day. Tip-off scheduled for around 8.30. Lauren, we'll see what time this game ends. It's at halftime right now. Penn State leading 34-30 over Minnesota. But we'll see what time this game ends to see what time the Illini game starts. Well, it'll be after 8.30. Yeah. yeah. That's the only thing we know for sure. Yeah, most definitely. But uh, I, I think I'm expecting a different game uh, this time between these two teams because uh, I think Illinois obviously knows uh, if they don't close out the shooters, it's going to be another long game. Well, uh, it's, it's a tough thing, though, because you got the one-two punch inside with the, with the two big guys and, and uh, you know, with Cook and Garza, which are very t- tough to stop. And Illinois is outsized pretty strongly at one of those positions, whichever one that uh, Georgie doesn't cover. And then you got the Moss and, and uh, Bohannon and, and Wieskamp and Bear, all good three-point shooters. So, I don't know. I mean, this is not a good matchup for Illinois. It, it isn't. I think what uh, helps Illinois a little bit is that Iowa has lost four games in a row. Yeah. They blew that big second half lead against Nebraska just uh, four, four days ago, led by, I think, 15 in the second half. Led by nine with 50 seconds well, to that's go. Right. And do you believe they, they give up nine consecutive made baskets? They made their free throws, yeah. but they couldn't stop the threes. They were being outscored three to two. In 50 seconds, you can get an awful lot of shots off. Yeah, and how, I mean, you just don't see a team leading by nearly 10 with a, less than a minute to go and lose. I mean, it just doesn't happen very often. No, I know Duke, Duke did it at Maryland several years ago, but uh, I was just not playing well. Fran McCaffrey, was that his first game back from suspension or was that his second game back? Yeah, from no, suspension? that was his first game back. Yeah, and so he's, you know. They've so, lost four in a row. He, he got mad at the Ohio State game, yep. and, got, and then he got the two-game suspension after that. And then this, this was the fourth game. 
So we'll have to see how the Hawkeyes come out tonight. The uh, 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 Rudy Wealth Management pregame show brought to you by uh, Rudy Wealth Management. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all of your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. And it's just Iowa, they're, they're reeling like they are, the Hawkeyes. And I, I think that uh, we just talked about this right before we get started. Just uh, there's an advantage that you see. Nebraska won earlier today over Maryland. They just got a hot start in that game. They beat Maryland. Uh, when you have play the day before and you know the first so, couple games, you have the advantage a little bit. There's no question you have an advantage coming out on the court. Now, by the second half, the, the, that should even out. Yeah. But uh, in the beginning, you're more relaxed. You've already played a game. The other team's kind of a little shaky at the start, and, and uh, there is an advantage that way. Now, I'm not sure how this is going to work out. Uh, I don't know how I was going to guard Georgie. I don't, that defensive uh, matchup, intrigues me and the other thing is how much zone does illinois dare to use mm-hmm. against a, a team that hit 15 out of 21 threes against you now obviously they don't shoot that way all the time no but uh, the man-to-man defense of illinois has been giving up a lot of good shots and gave up a lot of good shots to northwestern yesterday yes the first half northwestern was just missing and then uh, when northwestern started hitting illinois went into a zone with about 10 minutes to go in that game and that score was approximately uh, 48-45, Illinois was trailing. They caught up, and they actually went ahead, and there was a period of time from 10 minutes down to 3.09 in which they gave up only one field goal. In other words, Northwestern scored one field goal against the zone from roughly 10 to roughly 3. And, and that's, that's what kept Illinois in the ball game because they weren't sco- shooting well either late. No, no, they weren't. It was kind of a... An ugly game there from a shooting standpoint for during that stretch. But the Illini do survive 74-69 to advance to tonight. Quarterfinals, of course, tomorrow. If the Illini could win tonight, they will take on the Michigan Wolverines tomorrow. Stay with us. We have more of the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show here on News Talk 1400 DWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. Coming up next, we'll go up to Chicago and talk to the guys up there, Brian and Dion, get their thoughts on this game tonight, have them break it down for us as well. Again, this is the Rudy Wealth Management, Rudy Wealth Management pregame game show. Left wing deflected pass stolen by Michonis Feely to the basket. Georgie for the layup. Go ahead big fella. <laughs> Georgie Michonis Feely with a steal of the layup. To go do that on this stage in this moment uh, you know it's he's light years. Uh, he's, he's come so far he now understands where he's getting his where he's getting his shots from. Um, you know the thing that I'm really proud of is is Ten, 10 days ago, two weeks ago, whenever we played them, Parton really had his number. And, um, you know, and, and he's he's taken that challenge himself. Parton's an elite defender. And, um, you know, he got to his spots. I, you know, I got a little frustrated early because he got knocked off his spots a couple times. But we, we did a great job getting him the ball. And, and uh, you know, his, his, his maturity has, has changed the most from day one. Welcome back to Fighting Illini Game Day, the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Brad Underwood talking about George E.B. Shaunishvili and how he's progressed this season in his tremendous game last night in the win over the Northwestern Wildcats, 26 points. Uh, but Lauren, that coast-to-coast, the steal, and then taking it to the rim, the, the big Euro play in that step, game. I was like, wow. I did, I, 
he was getting down the floor there, so it was a great play by Georgie. He was just all over the place, scored the first 14 points of the game last night. Uh, then he found out late, of course, with the line I were able to win in overtime without Georgie. Uh, some concerns there when you know going to overtime, Lauren, without having Georgie on the floor. He was obviously the star of the game, along with Trent Frazier, who had 21 points last night. What do you know? He took more than two shots, and he scored. <laughs> yeah, and, and the two threes that he and Io hit in the overtime yeah. really turned that game. Yeah, definitely. Let's go up to Chicago to bring the guys on. We're going to call the game a little bit later on. Brian Barnhart and Dion Thomas, courtside seat for the Penn State-Minnesota game. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Good. How about you? I was going to ask Lauren if he remembers Dion ever doing that, stealing a ball at three-quarter court, <laughs> dribbling all the way up and slamming I it. Don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> no, don't worry, Lauren. I don't remember it either. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great play, though, wasn't it? Oh, it was. Amazing. Fascinating. Well, you know, to see a big 6'9 guy like Georgie just playing in the passing lanes is, 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 is exciting. When the score is 54 to 53 and you do it, that's really important because that gave, oh. you know, that gave them a three-point lead and they were able to push that game into overtime. And, man, that was a thriller, wasn't it? Oh, it wasn't. Just like you guys mentioned, I mean, Georgie comes out, he scores the first 14 points. You know, before that, we couldn't put the ball in the basket. We were kind of anemic in that department. And so to be able to get something like that from Georgie in the highlight film, well, I wouldn't call it a highlight because he kind of blew a flat there at the end. But at least he was able to finish. Super. Brian Barnard, Deion Thomas, courtside up to the United Center in Chicago, getting set for the game tonight. We'll have the call between the Illini and the Iowa Hawkeyes. Well, gentlemen, we know what happened the last time these two teams played in Iowa City. Iowa was just on fire. I feel like they didn't miss a three the entire afternoon. Um, what's your kind of gut feeling going into this game? I was reeling, lost four in a row, lost five of six like Illinois had done uh, prior to the last night's victory. Illinois had lost five of six as well. Um, what kind of uh, Iowa team do you expect to see tonight? Well, you know, Iowa's had some time to kind of rebound from that. I mean, even in that Nebraska game, wasn't they didn't play bad. And Nebraska was able to close out the game and finish to get the win. So I'm expecting a lot of that same uh, Iowa team from that game. They're going to come out prepared. They've had some time, you know, of course, having to buy to get ready for tonight's game. So I'm expecting them to come out hard, expecting them to come out now with Fran McCaffrey back in there, expecting to win tonight's game. Well, Chit Coleman, and you'll hear the interview we did with him a little, little bit, but he told me that he thought we had just won the game with Minnesota. We had blown them out. He said as a young team at the time, we were like, pretty full of ourselves mm -hmm. and we were not really connected or not really mentally ready to play that game and Iowa just went wild and hit all kinds of shots and he thought we'd play better tonight because a little more locked in no and I would have to agree with that but go ahead Lauren I'm sorry well, Dion I want uh, what's it feel like to play two games in a row and, and is there an advantage to having played the day before at least in the beginning against a team that hadn't played well I'll answer the first question first it's great I mean now as these young players you know, they're not like us old guys where it takes us a few days to recoup and recover. They're going to be ready to go, especially since they've had some time, you know, in between the game. It's almost a whole day since the, uh, the time that they finished. So they'll be excited and ready to go. So to answer the second question, I believe there is a little bit of an advantage for Illinois to have played yesterday. The reason is, I mean, you cannot mimic um, game speed, game tempo, game situations in practice and that's pretty much what Iowa's had to do since the last game that they played and Illinois was able to get out here shake off some rush so yeah I expect Iowa to come out and play hard but it can um, affect you in a way 
Guys, it, it's, you know, Trent Frazier um, had a tremendous game last night. Uh, shot the ball pretty well. Uh, had 21 points uh, against Penn State. Only took two shots. He didn't seem to be too worried about only taking two shots on Sunday. Um, but he just, you know, I feel pretty strongly that he's got to take more than two shots for Illinois to be successful. Um, are we expecting to see another competent Trent Frazier once again tonight? Because I think he needs to be more active in the offensive end if Illinois is going to have a chance tonight. I think you nailed it exactly right on the head. If we are going to win tonight's game, Trent needs to come out and he needs to be aggressive. He mentioned it in our post game, well, the brief post game we had with him, how he needs to be himself. And as we know, Trent is an electric scorer. And when he's scoring the basketball, it just creates and opens up so much more for everyone else on the floor. So I'm expecting a, another aggressive night from Trent, expecting him to come out and play big. Uh, how do we stop the three-point shot if you got to worry about the two big guys inside? Well, you know, as they call it, you have to pick your poison. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to take one away from Iowa. And... You can dig down, and when I say dig down, once the ball goes inside to a Garza or a Tyler Cook, you can the defender uh, that was defending the passer can sit kind of in the middle, and you don't commit to come and help in the post until they put the ball on the floor. It's one thing you cannot do if you're dribbling, and that's pass. So you have to be crafty and, and smart on your timing when you help on the inside, and, just, and we should still be able to close out and contest on the outside shooters. Well, gentlemen, uh, we'll hear from you guys in just about uh, 15 minutes or so. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. guys. That is Brian Barnhart and Deion Thomas at the United Center in Chicago getting ready for Illinois and Iowa later on tonight. Stay with us. More of the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show coming up next. Welcome back to Fighting Illini Game Day, the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. I'm Michael Kaiser alongside Lauren Tate. Time for keys to the game. Brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested and by Loman Ray Insurance. Lauren, what's your keys to the game for today? Well, I think I think the online line now that they've used some zone need to mix zone and man to man. Just keep try to keep them off balance and try to keep them from getting you know too hot from the three point line. You've got a guy uh, Wieskamp shooting forty three percent, Moss is forty three percent. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And Bohannon's had two miracle games against uh, Northwestern and Indiana. Uh, unbelievable uh, late game shooting from the three. So they are very good from the three. You can't, as uh, Dion said, you just can't leave them alone out there. And so you've got to guard them deep and stop the three. That's the main thing. And to get the ball into Georgie on the other end consistently, I think that just needs to be the focus of the offense tonight. Lauren, thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right. That's Lauren Tate, as always. Thanks to him. Coming up next, the Coach's Corner. Chin Coleman with Brian Barnhart. It's brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. Big Ten Tournament continues tonight. Coach's Corner here, as we usually do with an assistant coach. The man who scouts the opponent tonight is Chin Coleman. He got back-to-back opponents here, as it turns out, in the tournament. Yeah, that's just the way it kind of <laughs> worked itself out uh, for me. So I had a long night. I was up to like 3 in the morning and got up at 7 in the morning and been working around the clock on trying to figure out a game plan of how to beat Iowa. Yeah, I, it's, it's kind of fun, though, isn't it? I mean, when you're in this situation, you don't get a lot of sleep, but, boy, you're running on the adrenaline, I it's think. It's March, man. This is this is <laughs> why you do the job, man. And, uh, and it, this is what it's all about, the survival of the fittest. You know, only the strong survive. We, we actually, you know, again, like I talked about last time uh, before the Northwestern game, we're going to draw some 
experience from having that Maui schedule. You know, we play back to back to back in Maui and great competition in that. So we kind of got experience of a quick turnaround. And so we're going to try to use that to our advantage and go to work here, man. We've played a lot of guys all year anyway, but I would say in a tournament game like this, we got, I think we had 11 guys in the game yeah. by the 10 minute mark. Uh, was that pretty much by design? Yeah, that's something that what we do, we've done the whole year is uh, because of the way that we play, we want to play hard to exhaustion. We want guys volunteering to come out because you just, you know, playing your tail off and, and you need a break. And then if you do that, you have the right to let us know when you want to go back in, let coach know when you want to go back in and you got, you know, first right to that. But um, we got a collective group and we're pretty deep in terms of many bodies we're going to play on and put on the floor and we're probably going to do the same thing tonight. And uh, we like some different lineups for this game and, and hopefully it'll help us out. Mm-hmm. Well, and certainly we had all those guys out there, but one guy was scoring for a long time, and man, was he good under the basket in Georgie. That wasn't really the game plan. That kind of worked out organically. Like, we didn't say that we were going to come in this game and just feed the ball to Georgie, like, as much as we did, but it just, they played behind in the post. They didn't double him, and he's tough to guard one-on-one. He's got a assortment of moves and he can score it over right both shoulders right and left and uh he had it going early he kept us you know that was our main office but that wasn't the game plan we like for it to be a little bit more equally distributed but we gave them a heavy dose of uh georgie to start the game well on the whole team i know you guys always tell the guys if you're not in the game be cheering for your teammates he may have been the loudest cheerleader down there in overtime absolutely he's a selfless guy i mean georgie he doesn't care about how many points he score or whatever the case may be. He's committed to winning. And as long as we win, uh, he's very passionate, very emotional. As long as we win, sometimes he's got to keep those emotions and that passion um, in check. But uh, as long as we win, he's a happy camper. You know? Coaches always talk about winning plays. We made some winning plays. Defensive end, I'm thinking of Io's block. I'm thinking of Jordan's rebounds. Those were winning plays. And then uh, Felice. With the drive, the ball went over the rim, he got it back, he finished strong. I thought that was just a huge play. Well, we talk about winning plays. We've been harping and killing these guys at nauseum about what winning plays does and how that changes the course of destiny. And there are going to be some plays tonight that present themselves where we got to dive on the floor, we got to make the extra effort and multiple effort because we want our destiny to continue to spiral in the right way. So that's one of those things that we have to do in order to win. And it showed up in overtime well, with the two big shots. I mean, Io from one corner, Trent from the other. I mean, those were those were huge. Great, great. One thing we didn't do is we didn't break. You know, we had a couple times where the ball didn't go our way. We missed a layup, two layups to win the game. But we just all smiled and laughed coming into the huddle. Like, you know, it was more funnier to us than it was. We didn't. We never let that take the wind out of our sail, so to speak. We stayed the course, we stayed together, and we weathered the storm. And the next thing you know, because of our energy, the ball finds energy, and then the ball, you know, turned our way. Back with Chin Coleman on the Coach's Corner from Chicago in a moment. I'm Dan Marker of Hickory Point Bank, inviting you to take a closer look at our bank in downtown Champaign. You may not notice at first glance, but our roots go deep, not just to the physical foundation, but to the people, homes, and businesses, and everything that makes Champaign County a great place to live. We're not just in the community, we're part of the community, fully invested in your lives and your success. Hickory Point Bank, invested, member FDIC.
It is Illinois basketball tonight. The Iowa Hawkeyes. Last time we saw these guys, they hit a ridiculous number of threes uh, in the game. But uh, tell me about what's the key to because they've got great outside. They've got some good inside players. Give me the the ideas you have going into it. I wouldn't even comment on the last time we played them. We weren't ourselves that game. We had just uh, won a huge game against Minnesota, and we probably was feeling ourselves. That was that's some of the maturation of a young team. We didn't go into that game with the right mentality, and uh, when you don't have your mind right in this league, your game's not going to be right. So mind right, game right is something that we always say around our locker room, and and as a result of that, they shot seventy percent from three. They didn't miss anything, but I think that we weren't connected on a defensive end, and and. When you're not connected and you make tons of mistakes in terms of the game plan, this league will hurt you and make you pay. Uh, we got to be play extremely hard, and we have to play extremely hard with a, lot, a ton of intelligence. They're going to test our, our discipline. They're going to test our awareness. They're going to test our alertness. They're going to test our togetherness because all of those things go into how tough we're going to be to be alert, to be aware to talk and communicate. You have to be tough. So we, we're going to get tested tonight, and our guys need to, to be solid. You know, just be solid. If we do that, we'll guard them, keep them out of transition. We're going to give ourselves a chance to continue on in this tournament. At the fastest tempo of anybody in the Big Ten, both teams, I think, like to charge at the other team, right, uh, on offense? Absolutely. We're going to play at our pace. They're going to play at their pace. Now, I wouldn't leave to go for some popcorn because you're going to miss something. I mean, we're going we're gonna to play at our pace because that's when we're at our best, and I think that that's when they're at their best. Our job is to stop them from getting in transition to stop giving in transition buckets, but on the other side of the ball, our job is to get, in, get out in transition and get on attack and love the rim and like the three. We need to love that rim tonight. Mm-hmm. We're going to show that rim a lot of love. Mm-hmm. How do you keep it from getting too fast? I mean, is there such a thing in a game like this? We definitely want to control the tempo. We want to be fast in the first seven seconds, and then the last 23 seconds we want to execute and make them work and then score probably late in the shot clock. We want to dictate the tempo and control the pace of the game. That's part of our game plan. And I'm sure they want to do the same. We talked about it before. It's about styles, you know what I mean, and who's going to impose their will. We're going to try to impose our will. They're going to try to impose theirs. And at the end of the day, we feel pretty good about where we're going to be. Is uh, Coach McCaffrey still changing defenses a lot during games? Absolutely. He's uh, playing a lot of what we call 12, 1, 2, 2, 4 after deads and after free throws. And he flows into 2, 3 after that. Sometimes he'll, on deads or makes, he'll sprint back and get into his 3, 2. Uh, hadn't seen much of his 1, 3, 1 at all. But uh, I don't know. I think he may be trying to hide something with all of those defenses. We're going to try to exploit some of the holes in his defenses because, you know, when you junk it up so much, that's something that you're trying to hide or you're trying to throw something on the wall and see what sticks. And we're prepared. We'll be all right, man. Yeah. Anything, too, uh, you've seen a tournament where a team has played already? Do you have an advantage early because you've already been on the floor once and they're coming in after a few days off? I don't know if that's um, – a clear-cut advantage. I think that we're familiar with the atmosphere in the arena already. This will be our third time this year playing in there. This will be their first. So hopefully that's an advantage to us. You know, um, We've made some shots in there already. We've played on the court already. Uh, we've gotten a good feel for the building and, 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 and the atmosphere. And hopefully we can use that as an advantage. All right. Hey, Chin, good luck. Thank you. We're going to need it. All right. That is Chin Coleman, and this has been the Coach's Corner. 
I'm Michael Kaiser back in the game day studios. Thanks, guys. That's the Coach's Corner brought to you by Hickory Point Bank. Let's go up to the Big Ten Tournament in Chicago right now. Back up to the to the arena right now. Penn State leading 51-43 to with about 11 minutes to go in that one. Penn State the 10th seed. Minnesota the 7th seed. Earlier today, Ohio State 79, Indiana 75. Then Nebraska took down Maryland 69-61. Maybe giving some credence to the fact the team that played yesterday in the first day had a little bit of an upper hand. Nebraska took it to the Terrapins today. And then uh, Illinois, of course, and Iowa comes up at around 8.30. Uh, Brian and Dion will be on the call. And thanks for joining us. It's more Fighting Line at Game Day in just a moment with Brian Barnhart and Dion Thomas. Be sure to stay with us after the game for the Fasters, etc. postgame show with myself and Evan Kahn. Illinois basketball, more of Illinois basketball up next here on News Talk 1400 DWS and Light Rock 97.5.